0: Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Lunch Project Manager podcast for Sunday, the 21st of August, 2022. This week, we've got the second part of my interview with Tammy Watchorn, the Change Ninja. So this week, we are again uh, supported by Templar. Um, Tamplo is an online tool that uh, turns meetings into actions uh, and uh, has a number of different features. Uh, The bit I'm going to talk about today is around the project and task management and the follow-up. Essentially you have uh, a clear dashboard that shows you an overview of scheduled tasks, alert for late tasks and overview of team's progress. Saves you jumping into your outlook and being diverted by that morass of email that we get. Um, you can create your own daily plan in there, or you can, as a project manager, you may be assigning tasks to people. And those people can look at those uh, have their own daily plans, adding in their own specific items they've got to do, as well as the things allocated to them. Uh, the, for the project management point of view, you get a dedicated dashboard with a list of tasks, knowing what people are working on in each project. And there's a load of collaboration capability in there. With a the goal of getting no task left undone, uh, more, efficient and mo- uh, more efficiency and motivation. And clear action plans. So if you want to see what this is all about jump along to tinyurl.com slash Nigel Creaser Templo. That's all, one word, Nigel Creaser Templo. Have fun. Well, what's been going on in my world? Uh, mainly holidays, to be quite frank. I um, had a week off not long after the last uh, podcast was released. Or either side of it, should I say. Uh, properly chilled. Uh, gorgeous weather. Um, and uh, spent a lot of time in the sea with my paddle board. With my daughters. And, and just messing around and chilling. So, had a fantastic time. Uh, uh, loving it, really. And then, uh, this last week we went camping uh, for a night as well. Um, looking out over the west Uh, from the west of Wales, um, out over the sea at a gorgeous campsite called Kaidu, Um, chilled playing games, it's been fantastic, so I've had a lot of uh, uh, relaxing time, should I say. Um, What else has been going on? Actually this morning I read um, a really interesting article that I think would be of interest to you guys, it's called The Project Economy uh, Has Arrived by um, Antonio Nieto Rodriguez, uh, a guest that I've got on my list of people who I, I'd like to interview and I've just not got around to talking to Antonio yet. Um, but it's really interesting talking about how we've moved from uh, the, or the, well, we're moving from, should I say, um, the traditional operational side of an organisation um, and the project side of organisations being kind of... balance towards operations rather than to project and I I agree with some of the things he's saying in there and the fact that it does feel like all businesses are project-based businesses all businesses are tending to be IT-based businesses as well with the operations kind of shoring them up and it's um, it's interesting the way that we're changing um, uh, the and especially with the the work where people are working, the the change of emphasis. Um, So it's a really good article, I'm I'm about halfway through, and it's uh, challenging some of my thinking. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Uh, Recommend you jump along and have a read. Um, What else have I been reading and looking at in the last couple of days? Um, It's probably hybrid working and things like that. The other thing is um, an article I saw or, or a brief LinkedIn post I saw talking about what companies are going to do about retaining talent and and, uh, remote working uh, being the norm and I think it is we've seen a few organizations saying we want people back in offices I think governments and and large um, having large empty offices in the center of cities and uh, shops and uh, the the sort of ecosystem around the the large cities um, being impacted because people aren't there um is um i can see the concern for that but i can also see the benefit of the fact that we've got why work uh and travel or relocate to a place where actually most of the work you can do is uh, remote you can do it online uh, which i i kind of uh have embraced really um i find it i've traveled for many years up until lockdown, a few times to I worked from home as well, but not for full weeks. Um, and I found that um, I didn't mind the commute, I got used to it. It was between 45 minutes and an hour and a half at times, and sometimes a lot more. Um, but got to the point where, uh, having worked from home, the benefits of uh, not needing to travel every day because the work I'm doing isn't necessary to travel every day. And then I really found the benefit of um, Combining activities So I will take a walk And I will be on a conference call Unfortunately um, Sometimes the the headphones are a bit more sensitive um, Depending on which ones I'm using And I think the other day I was walking along a little bit of a gravel path While on a call And everyone thought I was eating cornflakes at the same time Um, Other um, corn things Kellogg's, not different Whatever they're called Um, And and then I was in London uh, the following day, couple of days later, um, traveling down there, face-to-face meeting with uh, colleagues, quite a few of us getting together, it was fantastic, it was 15, 16 of us together, working through stuff, um, getting going out for a meal later on and having a chat. And it was really good and we were building relationships, but I am very much focused on Um, Even to the point of not going into an office and not taking a laptop because I want to work with people and I want to collaborate and I want to um, build relationships. So it's changed my emphasis from being going into the office as a routine and just doing stuff to, right, how do I maximize that face to face contact? How do I maximize that people time? So I've been, um, yeah, it's an interesting PMI. Post, I saw. It's an interesting thing to be thinking about. I think if organisations don't embrace it, and I think they have by default, but I think there's still back, It reduces their talent pool because people will be looking, or either already looking for roles like that, or will look for that ability to be flexible and have that chance to be at home, a chance to focus on that work. Um, podcasts wise, I have quite a few. Lined up, uh, two more got lined up this week. So I think uh, looking at now, uh, if I get all the interviews in the bag, it's gonna be coming out as May next year that we got scheduled, which is fantastic news. Uh, I am looking, uh, always looking for people to interview, and from next month it'll go. This will go weekly, so you'll get your weekly fix of um, these fantastic guests that I've got. So you won't have to wait as long for the part twos. Um, I am contemplating uh, combining them and having them single. Uh, interview releases but i will i'm holding back on that at the moment um i suppose the only thing to mention other than that really is obviously today is uh this episode goes out on the 21st of uh, august uh tammy's if you've got this and listened to it on that day or, or the following day just urge you that tammy's book is out um on the twenty-second of August, the ebook, and if you can get a copy of it between ten and eleven a.m. Uh, GMT, um, that will help her booster up the ratings um, and help help other people get visibility of it. Because getting visibility is one of the challenges within Amazon, even with using Amazon ads, um, the visibility of you as a author can be quite a challenge. So, um, if you are minded to get that at ninety-nine p, it's a bargain. Uh, so I urge you to dive in there um, on that first day uh, and try and grab a digital copy of it. I think the paperback comes out the following day, uh, which is a, I have a, I have a copy and it's uh, it's going with me on my next holiday. Yes, I'm hardly ever here, um, which I scoot away next, next week um, and we're heading off to Greece, which is uh, going to be fantastic. First foreign holiday for quite a long while. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to leave you uh, to listen to the interview with Tammy. Have a great rest of your day. Cheers now. Bye. And I and you you mentioned Lego Serious Play there, and I was had not really heard of it much. i we'd used Lego in a few things before now, and I, and I was um, I interviewed a guy called Simon Dutton, who's fairly local to me here, um, and and then we had him come along to my my project management community and run some LEGO Series Play sessions. And, and yeah. what we did, I think we had five people. It was to illustrate it and explain how we could use it. Uh, and the question that we used was, um, or they used was, uh, describe what lockdown was like for you. So everyone had the same LEGO and they built yeah. their version of what they thought lockdown. There it was, and all these these five very different, and they are 10 minutes to do it, and these five very different um, structures that were created. And then, and that's like, well, yeah, that's fair enough. Fine, whatever. And then Simon asked them to explain what they meant. And that's when the individuals lit up and they're very different characters. I've known all of them from before. And they're very different characters and a very different level of um, sort of uh, outgoingness and things like that. But when they talked about what they created you really got the emotion you really got the yeah. deep understanding of what was going on there and that you wouldn't have got if you just said how's a little bit like down being for you oh you know not that great yeah. and i was i was sat there w- watching this having kind of listened to simon and thought yeah this is great and then watched it in live in action happening i was sitting there going this is astounding how good this is um which yeah. which
1: it blows me away every time I use it it's so yeah. so powerful so powerful um and yeah just the insights that you get yourself yeah you know sometimes I get people to build something and then I'll get them to move a brick so I do I do quite a lot of growth mindset I do if you're mm-hmm. familiar with growth and fixed mindset
0: I've I've um, I've read some stuff on it not a great deal
1: so fixed mindset you tell yourself you can't do it you're not smart enough you're not clever enough and you give up growth mindset doesn't matter how bad you are you want to do it there's something different about you you're you know you, you might want to learn tennis you might be useless yeah. at it but you'll persevere you'll practice and practice so and we're all we're, none of us are in one or the other all the time so it depends what it is so i get people to build something they've got a fixed mindset to might be signing up to that uni course or learning french for the holiday whatever it is and work out what's blocking them you then build a growth mindset and tell you you get them to tell the story so they're really getting into you really digging deep because what lego does it allows you to build things you haven't consciously put together verbally in your head yeah so it's not until you start telling the story that you really get the full story out so that's one of the power things but then you build a growth mindset and what what allowed me to 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 go to university part-time while i had three kids and four jobs you know because yeah. this thing's in there and then you connect them so you take from your growth mindset what allowed me to do it to your fixed mindset and you can hear i'm just very quiet at that but everyone does it themselves and i'm quite quite often do it virtually you can hear the kind of the penny dropping you can hear the thing unblocking blocking from the fixed mindset
0: yeah and
1: what they're going to do and just great stories emerge but i know there's that there's been some real successes that have actually people have they you know it's given them the answer that they need to go off and do what they need to do it's 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 incredible tool it really is
0: yeah it's 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 an area of 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 training that i and do you know what i it's, it's going to be two years ago now i think probably maybe not that long that since we talked about simon and I've not. I've got a new team that I'm working with and I've had challenges that I've had the previous year and just in that conversation we just had there it's just realized that I could have used Lego. Yeah. It's serious play in those environments to help us move past some real challenges. Yeah. I can see some coming forward in the minute at the moment so there is a uh, i've just took a note there my, d-
1: <laughs> my day rates are reasonable
0: <laughs> yeah well i'll, I'll have to I, see I, if I, I see if i can uh, uh, get some funding on those sort of things Um uh,
1: I, w- I would say to anyone that wants to use it i mean you can self-teach but i would if you're going to use it in earnest i would definitely do some formal training yeah
0: yeah because
1: it's it looks easy but it's not as no. easy as it looks no, there's most no. things that look easy it's the yeah i would definitely um Advise on getting proper training if you're going to use it in earnest. But yeah, do you know, even just people building what they're going to do at the weekend or building their perfect holiday, you start to find things out about the team without saying, let's all share something about each other that we don't know. Yeah. so it creates it's again like cube like the neuroscience stuff it creates a safe environment for people to be to open up without saying we're all going to do a group hug today and love each other yeah you know, well, it just gets you and you can you can choose how much you want to share there's yeah. no but people yeah. do they just open up because it's it's in a di- very different way so
0: yeah because i think the thing is when you build something or it, make something or create something you put some emotion into that creation and 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 thought into it and, and a, a similar thing i i um i went on a creative writing course a few weeks back just on a, a single session uh and it was around poetry and one of the uh, the uh, lessons that they had in or one of the tools they used in there was where you wrote um basically write down um i remember and then it's when um so i, I remember i hated i remember i loved i remember there's a number of different words that you had in there. And then you finished it off. Um and then, no, I remember hating, I remember loving, I remember seeing, I remember doing or what that and, and then and at the end of it you take the I remember off. And then you read out the loving this, doing that, seeing the other. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it and trying to really good fun. Me and my daughter had been to this and we both written this then. And then I uh, I had a workshop the other week with the team. The first time we got together face-to-face. and Some of us, first time we've met each other. Some of us, first time we been in the building. And I thought, what am I going to do as that kind of team-building, starty thing? And I said, I'll try this, see what happens. And you know what? In, in, in a similar kind of way, from the team, every single person had an entirely different uh, poem that they'd created. And every single one... Gave us a little insight into that individual, and gave us something to talk to them about while we were going around and and understand it. Now some people in the room weren't full on into it and stuff as you get with everything like that, and the same with the Lego sort of stuff. And it and and it was really fascinating the the poems that that came out of there, and it's something I will. With a group of people who I don't know again, I will, I will use it again because I thought it would just work so well uh, to do that sort of thing. Is that uh, those icebreakers, but an icebreaker that gave you some information rather than tell me about yourself, turn to the person left of you and tell them what you had for breakfast on Tuesday. It, it It's hard, and it's hard it, from a workshop point of view to be able to create those, those first sessions to get people knowing each other. Um, yeah. But I do think the Lego stuff is again, it's it's it. It like you said, breaks down boundaries, doesn't it? And listening to what you said about your your book and the the gamifying of that learning, it's kind of got that. It's, I can see that that thread that goes all the way through the things that you're talking about there.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I did. Because so when I went independent, people would say, "What is it you're going to do?" And I'm like, "I'm not really." Or, "What what is it you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I do this and this." You know, I hadn't really got a story, and I've got all these bits. So I'd got Cube, I'd got Lego Serious Play, and then latterly I've done the neuroscience, and last last summer I did co- a coaching course, brain science based coaching course, and it's all just come together. They yeah. all, it's like different bits of the you know, jigsaw puzzles. And when you combine them all, and I recently had someone who said, I need to do something with my team, what can you do? So I kind of listed all the things. I said, we could do this, or we could do this. He said, I'll just do them all. Cause they actually all work really, really well together. I do the neuroscience on cube. I do Lego serious play on cube. Yeah. They don't have to be on cube. Um, I did a face to face the other week with Lego serious play. And we created it was amazing what we did in two days. We had a, a vision for the team. We'd got all the connections to different organizations that they had to think about. Um, they'd worked out their outcomes and the measures. Is that like the
0: process flow type type ones? Yeah. yeah seen got got all the
1: that. all the skills that they needed. And then they all described their perfect job in this team based on the skills needed. And then we needed a plan because I hate workshops when you go, it was a great day, but what next so we did a plan but we did the plan because they use cube on cube so when they got back into the office monday the 12 month plan was on the board
0: yeah
1: um and it was a safe space we had some fun we used lots of but to do all of that in a day and a half and come away with the plan that everyone had agreed what their actions were to just get on with it on monday it was was amazing so all of the bits go and you know we do lots of coaching in there as well so neuroscience course has got coaching in it which we can do one-to-one or in small groups again to get the in, your insights because it's the best way to learn is what are your and, you know building some of those insights with lego and sharing that in the team you create an, again you create a safe space for people to be quite open with the things that they struggle with sometimes yeah so yeah
0: and i've i've read i, I can understand that cuz i've read um a few a few LinkedIn posts and a few other things around that psychological safety yep. in, in the work environment around um, how it, it's something that is, is needed in order for innovation because and, and for problem solving and that growth mindset because if you do not feel safe in the environment you're in you will go right okay so what do I do to stay safe? And, and, and that's, it's, it's that whole, it's, it's a little bit like that, that, that scenario where you say to someone, right, it's the donk, the, the, um, the carrot and the stick scenario, uh, people don't have, by hitting someone with a stick, they don't find a way to be better at what they're doing. They find a way to not be hit by the stick. Yeah. yeah? Whereas if it's a carrot, you find out, how do I get the carrot? Uh, and it is, a, and, and it, avoiding being beaten, avoiding or it's the same thing. It's those basic um Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If one yep. of those is threatened, you're gonna try and avoid that but that threat. You're not gonna be then looking to that higher level of actually, can we, how could we do this? Or and, and it as you say, it closes off that brain, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And you know, you talked about diversity earlier. What I think we're terrible at being diverse. Hmm. You know, there's the obvious diversity target type stuff, which Organizations are pretty good at, but diversity of brain. Mm, yeah. You know, a, a organization they they shut you down. They will shut down your ideas because it's not. But when you get a team together in a safe space and you give them some Lego and everyone does it, I've not had anybody who won't do it. So even people you know they've started off with their arms folded. I'm not playing with Lego. I'm an adult. Um, there's a process to go through that that shifts everyone beyond that. But because everybody's building an idea and then telling that story. Yeah doesn't shut it down and it feels safe because it can't be wrong
0: no because that's your and, and that, that's it's the same one story.
1: Yeah. and then you that... take you know you take a story from over there with one from over there and you put them together you know most innovations are a mashup of two or three things that already exist yeah. so yeah. when you ever you've got all and then and you're getting real diversity in a very safe way and it, it doesn't matter if it's about and quite often when I'm doing a workshop I'll push so it'll be like what's your ideas and then I'll keep going so you go to three or four individual builds, you start getting into some real, you know, weird ideas. But actually, there's quite often a nugget in it. Yeah. When you put it with two or three other things, you've got a really, yeah. a really innovative idea solution coming forward.
0: I, and I think it's it's. I was talking to someone the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but it was it was we were talking about ideas, and the fact is that uh, it was it was someone whose husband come up with lots of ideas, and and no, none of them particularly, nice. there's only one in, he reckons one in 10 works, and I'm like, that's pretty good going, nice. And the idea, ide- creating ideas isn't about creating solutions. Mm-hmm. Ideas is about creating ideas, coming yeah. up with the suggestions, coming up with something there. Not everything in the, the old fashioned suggestion box was implemented. But how many of those suggestions, those ideas have triggered, we can't do that, but. Yeah. We couldn't do that, but what if? And yeah. it, and that's that's the whole point of it, isn't it? It's about yeah. that collaboration of creating the idea to say, well, we can't do that. And everyone talks about um, what's his name and his sticky, sticky notes and the glue that didn't work. Um, as an example, it comes a bit, again, it comes a little bit cliche. Um, uh, in some ways but I, I think it's um that whole freedom to innovate i i don't know what your thoughts are but it starts in secondary school getting knocked out of you yeah because i have a 15 a year old and a 10 year old my 15 year old um is brilliant in my mind uh maybe i've got rose tinted spectacles whatever but even so creativity that sort of thing but the but the conversations i have to have is yeah but that school isn't about that secondary school is about making a tick against the things that people in wherever believe are important yeah. it's not the end of it it's not the be all and end all. it is just The steps to get to the point where you can go and innovate. You can go and be creative. You can be given permission to get on and do what the hell you like. And I think that, but then we go into the workplace. And if we haven't had that thought process, I don't think I had it, was going into the workplace and it's about compliance. It's about fitting in with the Borg for all the Star Trek fans out there. It is about making sure that you comply to what that organization wants you to do. And then everyone goes, we are an organization that are um, uh, disruptors. But everything has, has these ridiculously complicated processes that have to be done in exactly the same way. And no one may be doing anything else, but we're a disruptor. And it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. It, 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 yeah, fine. You can be a disruptor, but um, you've got to, there's got to be uh, a way of allowing that innovation, that creativity of the individuals, because there's so much power in organizations. And the, unfortunately the biggest, and it, it's, it's a nature of leverage of larger organizations though, isn't it? Is that because it's so big, you've got to control it in order to control it. You've got to put rules in place. If you put the rules in place, people only follow the rules and they don't do anything, but the rules, because if you've hit them with a stick, they get told off because they've stepped outside the rules. And that's where you, it's, it's not, not sitting here saying it's dead easy you can do that but that's why small organizations innovate yeah. quicker that's why small organizations tend to you get them breaking down the barriers or the or large organizations that allow that or supposedly allow that process of the Googles and those where they go right there's that little incubator that goes off and does what they want and then when it comes something they just they then fold it into the corporate structure and then put this the, the um, Uh, Constraints around it to bring it into a deliverable product, but that first bit is the bit where the ideas come, and if you do not allow that room, you 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 struggle.
1: Yeah, you need to create the space. I think as well, rule break is probably not a great term because it just you know people want to be rule breakers or disruptors, or they're against it, and it's not really about breaking the rules. It's about finding ways around. Uh, yeah. there's a there's a really good book that helps um explain all of this there's yeah. some really great tools um, it's called the change ninja
0: handbook <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> <laughs> you've been practicing your pitching haven't you <laughs> well yeah that's it isn't it it's like you said it's about it's... working within the constraints that you've got and pushing, sometimes you have to push everything to the limit of those constraints. And sometimes you need to step over those constraints so that when, I believe you need to step over them sometimes to prove, as long as you, but I, it draws me to another one, listen, musicians, about learning how to be a musician and learning how to be a, a, the, the, the best musician or whatever. You get some musicians that, that don't play, um, the right notes, yeah, in quotes, um, or, or talented jazz musicians who play just weird free form jazz, whatever, but works. but they have to be good, yeah. they have to know the basics, they have to get all the way through that solid, get that solid knowledge to be able to do that and break the rule and challenge that yeah. rule and step across it to know that it would work. Yeah. And and there's th- those sort of us as as project managers as delivery change agents, it's it's about going well. We we always change it like this. That's fine. We always do this process. That's fine. Challenge it. Push back on it. Understand why you're doing it, and go there and go. Well, I'm not doing that part of a governance process. Why aren't you doing it? Because this is the risk if I do. If I don't do it, and this is the cost if I do do it. Therefore, I'm willing to take that risk. Therefore. Because I've yeah. got it within my budget, the cost set, I'm okay. But you've got to be able to. Sometimes you've got mavericks, as you say, who just go off and do whatever they want. But if you're consciously going, I'm not doing that, not doing that, not doing that, not doing that, I'm just doing this. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you've got the I, other I, end. of have got I must do every page of the prince manual, and take <laughs> it all, and 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 you, I know there are people out there who do that, and
1: and yeah, it's I kind of. A lot of
0: them. And deliver really bad projects because they don't like people it's just
1: it's just paperwork
0: yeah um, and and it just and but you've got to you've got to be balanced there and it sounds like your, your book's going to give some some ideas around how you do that in a in a, a more controlled yeah. i manner.
1: think i think it gives the ideas and it also you know there's a really key bit is think through what's going to happen if i do that next so yeah. if i make that if i don't do that bit of governance or if i go around that person what's going to happen next. Yeah. So plan it out in advance. And if you plan it out, you'll know what's going to happen next. It's a lot easier to sell the idea of why you're not doing X or Y, or why that rule is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but, but you need, you have to put the work in. It's not just going in organs blazing and saying, this is ridiculous. I'm breaking the rules because you'll get nowhere. You'll just make enemies.
0: Yeah. So again,
1: it's, it's being ninja with it.
0: Yeah. I've had conversations with people around, um, right, uh, organization, decisions. There's, this is the person who can make this decision and being told like, oh, if you make, you, you, you're not authorized to make, take that risk. And I'm kind of like, why? Well, you, you'll get hauled over the coals and sacked. Or you'll get hauled over the calls, told off, you won't get your performance. Okay. So I, if I'm willing to take that risk, it is within my risk. I might get my wrist slapped, but I've taken that risk because it's, what's going to happen? There's my, con- so they're going to shout at me will they sack me possibly but highly unlikely unless i'm 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 do a a, like what's his name at bearing bank sort of thing because again he took he took the risks he took those personal risks he chose to take those now whether he thought them all the way through or or maybe the guy on the boat uh the canoe or whatever yeah don't you know i mean he
1: could have got it could have got away with it
0: yeah Uh but that's the thing isn't it is you if you're thinking all the way through these things and these are odd stream examples, but if you think
1: you're de-risk you're de-risking your decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you're accepting, either accepting or not. What you can't do is do these kind of avoiding these things. As you say, hacking off a senior stakeholder who's going to stop every project you're going to go in and then moaning about it afterwards. Yeah. Well, actually if you've made a conscious decision to take that risk, you've taken that risk and that's end off. Um, and you, you can't moan about it. Yeah, shouldn't moan about it, should I say? It's just, yeah. So, I think it, thinking on the innovation side of it again. You said at some time before I forget to say it. Um, there's um uh, an interviewee that I had called Ramon Voulings, uh, uh, probably a couple of years ago now. It's um, the idea DJ, is his title is from uh, um, I can't remember whether he's from Holland or Belgium. I think he's lived in one, and what, I can't remember which one he's from. Anyway, and he, um, uh, he talks about how innovations happen with by having different parts of ind- cross-industry innovation. There's yeah. some really interesting stuff, and the one that he talks about is around uh, the American Navy, and they were having vehicles built, submarines built, and all the, the kits run on Microsoft. And what they had to do was a missile control tool Or something like that, um, or torpedo, or something. I can't remember which it was. And they're like, "Well, what are we going to use? Right, it's going to cost umpty thousand pounds to have one of these control units, or whatever." And then someone said, "Well, why don't we use an Xbox controller? Because everyone who's in here, who's a twenty-year-old, knows how to use one of those. They cost fifty dollars. Yeah, they are produced in the millions. Yeah, and and it's kind of like those." cross things to go go, why why how does why didn't we think of that that's obvious isn't it but then it it isn't obvious but it is
1: yeah and yeah so yeah if you had a lego session that would probably how do we control this someone would build a games controller probably in the first round
0: yeah and i think the real
1: challenge with organizations or at least uh, my experience in the in the health services innovation became a thing digital workplace became a thing but they became a thing without, you know, you don't need to innovate to be better. No. We could have just, got, just get rid of that process over there it's a total waste of time and it's achieving nothing. Yeah. So, but, but, but that's not, you know, they don't want to do that. And I'm, I'm not sure how much, innov- and there was a few innovations uh, while I was there that, You know, but a lot of it was buying things. Yeah, it wasn't. And there's so many, you know, you go out to a bunch of nurses and say, how can we improve the process on the ward? You'll come up with. So there was one um, I was working with a guy consultant on the stroke ward. And they were struggling. They were struggling with nurses in terms of they didn't have enough. And how do we know how the patient's feeling every day because they can't all communicate or the families come in and the families want to tell us how they think the patient's doing. And we just came up, I, I, I came, I didn't come up with the idea. I'd read it somewhere. but it was just a little smiley, face, you know, yeah. emojis. Yeah. And you well, just well, just have a slider. It's, it's yeah. not innovation. No. It's, it exists already, but it's a I, really quick way to do a mood. They probably do them in schools, Yeah. but, you well, know, a moodogram for the patient who's struggling yeah. to articulate
0: how they feel it perfect i saw something where um at one of the conference centers that we've got um on the way out there's three buttons on a little yeah. unit smiley neutral happy yeah that you walk out walk past on the way out
1: just press one you just get them at the one. airports as well yeah. i think now yeah. don't
0: you i think but... you do yeah but and it's kind of like, kind of like, yeah I, rather than doing a survey rather than sending someone an email just go yeah. press the button actually what you're going to get if someone's really cheap. happy hmm, someone's really happy you're going to get to know about it if someone you might know about it if someone's really paid off you're going to know about those aren't you and you and yeah. your are tr- and then you've got your trend and then if you've got the trend you kind of go right what's what's not happening here what's yeah. going wrong and that's that's yeah i can see how that really would, would simple and but, it is yeah. sometimes the simplest things are the are the best things.
1: Yeah, it doesn't need to be all digital, and it doesn't need to be all innovation. It's just no. making it better.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I agree. I agree. Well, I think I, I had a fantastic chat. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> I don't know what
0: it's uh, going to sound like. <laughs> uh, well, it, it'll it'll sound like a lot of the other ones, are which slightly meandering conversation around a lot of things around the change arena and. Well, some people keep listening, so there you go. Um, so, hopefully, some people will enjoy it. Um, if people want to carry on the conversation, want to find out more about you, what is the best way to get in touch?
1: So, we'll LinkedIn's easy to find me, or Twitter at TammyWatchon.com or the change ninja handbook.com is coming very soon.
0: Brilliant. And uh, what's the date again that book's out?
1: 23rd of August.
0: 23rd of August. So, yeah.
1: You can oh, pre-order it on Amazon, I believe.
0: All right, available for pre-order now. This is probably yes. going to go out somewhere, sometime around that time, anyway.
1: Okay, so, so it, yeah, it's on okay. it's on all the all the sites already.
0: Brilliant, um, fantastic. And
1: Cube, if anyone's interested in looking more at Cube, it's Q U B E dot C
0: Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you, Tammy, and uh, I you. hope you have a fabulous evening, uh, and uh, good luck with the book launch.
1: Thank you,
0: and I've really enjoyed that. Thanks
1: for having me on.
0: No problem. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that second part of that interview with Tammy. Uh, I know I did. Uh, There's some fascinating and unique ways that she's looking at helping you navigate change. Her book's available now, so uh, pop along to the website. Uh, nigelcreaser.com look for the shop and you'll be able to find a link there or have a look in the show notes and you'll grab a copy of her new book The Change Ninja Handbook so look after yourselves speak soon bye well it's goodbye from me Nigel Creaser and it's goodbye from him the Sunday Lunch PM goodbye